when Hannah told Papa that she wanted to hire Bess Harris, he'd said that he'd seen the Harris wagon drive by earlier. The family might still be in town. She walked up Main Street looking at every horse and team tied to the hitching posts. In front of Bennett's grocery, she recognized the Harris's horses. She stood near the wagon. It wasn't long before Bess came out with her arms full of purchases. Can I help? Hannah asked. Thank you, Bess said as she shifted the parcels and handed her a box of salt. Together, they put the groceries in the wagon. I came to find you, Hannah said. I want to ask you something. Bess, Bess looked surprised and glanced towards the, store, the door of the grocery. Ma will be out in a minute, she said. I won't keep you, Hannah said. I was just wondering. I need some help sewing. Do you like to sew? Bess shrugged. I can't say I like it, she replied, but Ma taught me well. Do you think, would you like to come and sew with me? I'll pay you 50 cents a day and your dinner. It would only be for a few days at first, but it might turn into more than that. Hannah found herself on her tiptoe, tense with, tense with hope. I'll be teaching school in the fall, Bess said. I've been wanting to find a way to earn some money this summer. I'd say it would suit me fine, but I would have to ask my parents. Of course, Hannah said, her spirits lifting. And I need help right away. Can you come tomorrow? Bess was about to reply when someone called her. Bess? Bess, we have to be going. Mrs. Harris was hurrying towards them. She was of average height, her brown hair strained back into a tight bun. She wore a dress of gray poplin, its plainness relieved only by a simple gold bar brooch pinned at the throat. Is everything on the wagon? Mrs. Harris asked. She did not wait for an answer. Come along, we should be off home. The air around Hannah chilled. She always felt this when someone deliberately avoided looking at her. Politeness dictated that Mrs. Harris should greet whomever Bess was speaking to. The only way for Mrs. Harris to avoid, avoid doing so was to pretend that Hannah wasn't there. Mrs. Harris put her hand on Bess's arm so that her back was partly turned to Hannah, creating a barrier with the angle of her shoulders and the cant of her head. Hannah was only a few steps away, but she might as well have been in another country. Bess was now climbing into the wagon, her face hidden by the brim of her bonnet. Mrs. Harris, she's not like her husband or Bess. She doesn't want anything to do with me. She'll never allow Bess to work at the shop. Hannah had to resist the urge to cringe away from Mrs. Harris's coldness, to shrink into herself, to disappear somehow. Why did people make her feel as if she was doing something wrong when she wasn't? Why did she let them? Maybe I have to learn not to let them hurt me. No, it's my, it's my, it's not my fault, it's theirs. The Harris's wagon was pulling away. Bess sat on the seat next to her mother. As they drove past Hannah, Bess put her hand to one side and fluttered her fingers in the smallest of movements. She can't even say goodbye to me without having to hide it. Hannah knew that she was going to have to figure out how to sew faster than she had ever sewed before. Later that afternoon, she chose the fabric for the sample dress. She knew she wanted a cotton lawn with a fine weave that was light and airy and smooth to the touch. Lawn was ideal for the hottest days of summer, and LaForge would soon be baking under the ruthless prairie sun. After some deliberation, she settled on a pale green lawn, sprigged with leaves and round berries, a shade darker than the background. Next, she looked through the box of patterns that she had ordered for the shop's opening and studied the dresses in the two most recent Goodies Ladies book. 
She finally chose one of the patterns and adapted it to include her own ideas. It would be a day dress, a fairly simple design, but the lovely lawn would make it suitable as a visiting dress as well. The pattern called for a ruffled collar, sheared trim on the bodice, and a four-tiered underskirt. Three tiers will be enough. Maybe that and that collar and trim too fussy. Maybe piping instead? A nice jade green. She had left the best part for last. The bottom of the dress buttoned from the waist to collar. She would need 12 buttons. She opened the enormous button box, letting her gaze rove over the rows and columns, enjoying the bounty, the colors, the shapes, and sizes. Then she chose a few possibilities. Round white pearl buttons, domed glass buttons, also white but with an iridescent sheen. Flat circles of gold-colored metal, each etched with a daisy-like flower. She made three neat rows of buttons on the green sprigged lawn and stepped back to judge the effect. The gold buttons didn't suit. Their color was wrong for the green of the lawn, which had way more of a silvery undertone. She swept those off the fabric into her hand and put them back into the button box. Pearl buttons were customary on a lawn dress, pretty without being the least bit garish. This simple dress had to appeal to a wide range of customers and the pearl buttons would be the safest choice. But Hannah wanted something just a little bit out of the ordinary. The glass buttons glinted with elusive colors that changed depending on how the light touched them. They would provide the extra hint of elegance she was aiming for. Frontier towns like La Forge, as well as their surrounding homesteads, were perpetually either dusty or muddy. Most of the women she followed, most of the women she saw followed Mama's first principle about clothing. Clean and neat. You don't have to be fancy, but clean and neat shows respect to other people and respect to yourself. Hannah was impressed by women like Miss Walters who made the added effort towards stylishness, living as they did in a place where luxuries or even niceties were months away if they could be had at all. Between observing these women and poring over the pages of goodies, she had begun to form her own opinions about fashion. The design of the dress, she thought, could emphasize either the fabric or the cut. If the fabric was beautiful or special, the cut of the dress should be simple to allow for long, interrupted sweeps of the material. If the style of the dress was elaborate, then the fabric should be a plain weave in a solid color, the better to show off the structural details. This, book, this dress belonged in the first category. The sprigged lawn was to be... was. The sprigged lawn would be used to best advantage in a simple design appropriate for daytime apparel, and an unfussy dress would be quicker to make. But besides that, this was a dress for the sweltering heat of summer. It should give both the wearer and those around her a sense of coolness and calm. The smooth glass buttons would add to that feeling. She could picture exactly what the dress would look like when it was finished, and she couldn't wait to see it. Every woman in town would want one if Hannah could sew fast enough to get it done by Tuesday's opening. Hannah was washing the dishes for an early breakfast on Friday when she heard a knock at the lean-to door. Whoever could be calling at this hour? She was astonished to see Bess Harris on the doorstep. Am I too early? Bess asked. Hannah had been standing stock still. Both the door and her mouth were wide open. Now she blinked and stepped back to let Bess in. No, no, it's just, I wasn't sure. I mean, she inhaled once and started over. Please come in. Bess took off her sunbonnet and hung it on a peg in the lean-to. 
Hannah led her through the kitchen to the workroom. I'm sorry I gave you a bit of a start, Beth said. No matter, Hannah said. I'm glad you're here. Me too, Beth said. A pause. Ma wasn't sure about me working here at first, but Pa and I talked her around. Her blue eyes were wide and solemn as she went on. Pa told her we could use the money. Ma said that we were we always made do before without me working, but that was when James was with us. He used to work odd jobs for pay, but now he's gone to Oregon. Hannah remembered hearing about Bess's older brother. Ma asked Pa how did he know it would be a nice place for me to work. Pa said that he knew your father and trusted him, and that Miss Walters had spoken well of you. And I said that I knew you from school, of course. I asked her, couldn't I try it just for a day, and if it wasn't right, if there was anything that wasn't quite right, I wouldn't go back again. She glanced at Hannah, her expression suddenly anxious, but I was only saying that to convince her. I'm sure I will like working here. Hannah smiled. I hope so. Shall we make a start? She gave Bess a tour of the workroom, opening drawers and cabinets to show her the various supplies. This cupboard here, she said. Indi she said, indicating a cabinet door beneath the countertop. This will be yours to store your things or whatever you're working on. Bess had brought an apron with her. While she put it on, Hannah went back to the kitchen to fetch another chair. She placed it near her own chair by the north window. Two chairs a comfortable distance apart. They looked as if they were already in conversation. <laughs>